Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I'm your host, KJ, and welcome to Catalyst Conversation with yours truly. Uh, so, I'm single. And as I journey through the maze of the province's love scene, I'm constantly struggling to navigate the cross-cultural divide when it comes to entering a multicultural relationship. Today's guests have been doing it for close to a decade, and during this episode, they walk me through what it takes to bring two nations together through love. So ladies and gentlemen, thems and theys, help me welcome the Edwards family to our show. Thank you folks for coming here. We have Matthew and Jenny. So I met these folks like a year ago and I immediately fell in love with them and they are on my, there's probably like five couples that I like in life and you folks are on my top five. Yes! So I'm glad that you're here to talk about uh, cross-culture relationships and so this stems from a conversation I had with some students from Mount Allison and we were talking about youth retention and one of the girls were just like, yeah, if you want to, um, so she was not from Canada, she was from, um, I forgot where she was from, she, but she, she was an international student and her, her slogan to getting her to stay within New Brunswick was get better Tinder. <laughs> so... Then we just went to a deep dive about just like relationships and uh, cross culture relationships and like how like she was asking me for advice and I was like, you know, I'm single as hell and I really don't understand like I really have a hard time, you know, dating Canadians. So I was like, I, I can't help you here, boo boo. Right. Uh, but I do know a couple who uh, Matthew's from the islands, island Trinidad, and Tobago. yeah, Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, How many mm-hmm. islands? Two, one nation. Oh, is that their slogan? It's my slogan. There we go. <laughs> I like it. And then we have Jenny from the the bustling metropolis. Saint John. <laughs> yeah. Don't laugh. I know. It, it, <laughs> you spend more time there than I do. This is true. This is true. This is true. So we have two people here from two nations. And one thing I do like about when uh, two, two individuals from two different countries get together, like you're really bringing together, you're, you're bringing together two families, but you're really bringing together two nations. So, oh, I like that. Beautiful. I know. Ooh. Oh, that made me tear up a little bit. Yeah. What were you going to say, babe? I was going to say two islands, one nation. Oh, two islands, one nation. Aww. That's us. Oh, my God. We're two islands. Oh, love so, it. Mm. So tell me how this started. How did this love affair start? Mm-hmm. And how long have you been together? Since 2012? No. Oh. We've been together since 2010. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. We met in November 2010 at a business plan competition. Oh. At UMB. Uh, at UMB. Oh, UMB making love. I wonder how many relationships UMB have started. Mm-hmm. Tons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, we were both in business, mm-hmm. doing our BBAs, and we were both volunteering for the business plan competition. It was the APEC business plan competition hosted by the IBEC Center, in case anyone's interested. Okay. And we were both volunteering, and there was a ton of downtime between presentations. Yeah. Yeah, the first time I met Jenny, the first question she asked me was, 
uh, where are you from? I responded with Trinidad. She said, what's their main economic export? Oh, that's such a business student answer. Uh, like, no. So, and what was your reply? Oil. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but that kind of, kind of just, I don't know. It piqued my interest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Made me get a little bit kind of curious as to, that's not the first question I was being asked before okay. when I first met people. I mean, I now almost have the conversation down on like a on repeat in terms of when people start to ask me where I'm from. Okay. But uh, yeah, still, still no one really asks that question as a first question. So just, I don't know. Okay. I say that because um, I knew it would tell me a lot about Trinidad right away. Because if you had said tourism, mm-hmm. I'd have been like, oh, so it's like a tourism island. It's a very like specific kind of Caribbean nation. Mm-hmm. But when he said oil, I'm like, oh, okay, Trinidad's different. Because mm-hmm. I had never heard of it before. And I'm like, if it was a vacation destination, I would have heard of it before. So that question gave me a lot more than you think it did. Okay. okay. Yeah. But what's so great about the business plan competition is we were both dressed in like suits and like really tight, like, you know, pants. Oh. And we both just looked so good. Okay. Yeah. So tight pants business suits and uh the economic development of the trinidad trinidad and tobago sparked this relationship here so we had like 45 minutes to talk and i like totally fell in love like oh my god this guy's amazing and i'm not like i never really had a boyfriend before like not like in my adult life was like okay a person that i spend more than like a couple days like texting in high school with so anyways it just so happens my brother actually was like kind of like on the organizing committee bob and that night, my parents were coming to town, like, to that event to do, like, the gala or whatever. So that night, Matthew met my whole family. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, within, like, three or four hours of meeting me. Okay. And I was like, here, come meet my family. And they all just thought he was amazing right away. Boom. I know. <laughs> okay. So with that, you know, how does the family dynamics play into this? Because, um... I don't know about how it is in Trinidad, TNT, uh, but in Bermuda, like family is everything, and the the concept of ensuring that your family traditions, you know, live on is something that's very is very looked at as being high within within the within the culture. Do you relate to that? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I would say yes to a fair extent, but at the same time, I don't. I, I don't know. That's a that's a hard question. Though, so. I do know that there were some things that were important. Like they wanted to know that I was a God fearing woman. That was reasonably important, if I recall. Yeah, I was a. My my I was raised very Catholic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm still Catholic, but yeah. Uh, so I think that's going to set the tone in terms of maybe values and expectations from that perspective Mm -hmm. but in terms of like a hardcore family tradition I feel like my family my my dad's family wasn't originally from Trinidad too his family was a first generation they were originally from England Mm -hmm. so they moved his dad was in the as a Royal Marine for the English Army and got moved around the place. Actually mm-hmm. lived in Canada for a little bit of time. 
Um, and then moved to Trinidad and decided like that was his place he wanted to stay there. So he then raised his family there. So it's not to say we have some sort of like a long-standing tradition of family within mm-hmm. the island okay. to try and preserve. Mom's, mom's, mom's history is a bit more ingrained in Trinidad, especially on her mother's side. I think so, or on her grandmother's side at least. Okay. Um, her grandfather was from Italy, actually moved to Cuba, and then he moved to Trinidad later on. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not like the family's been in Trinidad for generations upon generations. Okay. Uh, been, they're families that have been there for, like, forever. So mm-hmm. they have very and, and very strict cultural expectations as well, which we didn't have. It was okay. sort of a, a row unit. Oh. <laughs> not really. But, <laughs> so, like, sorry, go ahead. No, so, like, how do you folks merge these two? Because, you know, your upbringing is definitely... Well I, would, well, I don't know, but it could be perceived that your upbringing could have been different from a Canadian upbringing. So, like, how are you folks um, co-creating your new life? To, well, like, I wouldn't say new. You guys have been together since... 2010. 2010, a decade. We're going on 10 yeah, years, man. Decade. Yeah. So technically November 2010, yeah. Yeah, so, like, how are you folks co-creating this, this fusion of different cultures and, and different ideologies and... Um... Okay, well, one way is that, like, my family is, like, an hour and a half away, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's not 3,000 miles, so you think, oh, like, they're right next door, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Matthew and I have had, like, we live in Fredericton, and St. John's an hour and a half away, so we've had the privilege of actually being mm-hmm. able to create mm-hmm. our own life and create our own definition of family mm-hmm. um, without, I guess, having our family next door. So, and, like, when my this next part, I'm going to talk about this. I don't know how upset it'll make my family, but, like, there was a lot of talk about, like, us moving to St. John, like, us moving to Quick Pan, like, and, like, raising our kids, you know, right next door to my parents, and, like, Matthew was, like, hesitant for a bit, and I just didn't understand, and I got, and we were, like, we got in a bunch of fights about it, you know? I'm like, why, why, why don't you want to live next to my family? Like, I don't understand. Like, I haven't lived home in, like, eight years, so to me, it's, like, all this fantastical, like, oh, it's going to be great. But he lived with his family until he was 23. Mm-hmm. He knows what it's like. He knows that, you know, like, they're, like, your best friends and they're super supportive, but they can kind of, like, get up on your business. So it wasn't until, like, I'm pretty sure a whole year of me just being continuously upset and didn't understand that I finally just accepted, like, I get what Matthew's doing. Like, he is making us create, like, a new Edwards family. Okay. With the love and influence of both sides of our family into, like, a new into, like, I guess, like, a new support group for what would be our family. And I did not get that for a really long time. But, like, the more confident and happy that, like, we are in our relationship, the more I find that people are coming to us. Like, our family, like, visits us more, and they're looking to us for advice, and, like, everyone's kind of just accepting that, like, we're in Fredericton. Mm -hmm. Like, we're looking for a house here. Like, we're not moving. Okay. And we're not moving... To TNT? To TNT. Not moving to TNT, but, yeah, then TNT comes with its own bag of problems but um and it, it's just for now too i mean i mean that's not that doesn't dictate the future no, yeah no, like no the next couple future, years yeah i mean there's a, there's a lot of i don't know being here for so long I, I, there's a lot of like support networks and stuff mm-hmm. that i have built on my own um 
Like friends, I'm I'm I don't know. I'm good at making friends. I have my my doctor, my dentist, my hairdresser, my job. Uh, some of my closest friends that I have are all within my city. Mm-hmm. Um, so then moving to St. John was terrifying because I was like, where am I going to work? Where I can have to find a new. It was down like down to concerns about where am I going to find a new hairdresser, but I, I don't know if that's relevant. But no, that's but it that's, is. That's, that's kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because to me it's like, oh, I'm going back home. Like I'm going to St. John, but to him it's like. I only know like 500 people in this country and they're all in this one town. Like why the heck would I leave mm-hmm, everybody? Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly, God did not get that for so long, man. Like it took me a long time to catch on. So, so it seems like you folks are, are also like growing and adapting as the relationship goes on. Yeah, man, nine years in and like we're coming to our craziest, craziest realizations. Like, right. yeah. We also got married last year, August and August 4th. So it's one year now, mm-hmm. and I th- I would say with getting married too, it, it introduced maybe some additional perspectives that you don't consider sometimes when you're dating. Oh yeah, man, that was people um, say that things don't change when you get married, but like for us it did. It was a big thing, and and part of it's because like we had like we just told everybody we're doing it in Fredericton, and y'all can make the trip. And tons of people in Matthew's family came all the way up from Trinidad. So they got they were visiting us for weeks and weeks and gave us a lot of perspective. Mm-hmm. Like what type of perspectives? Like they just told me so much about Matthew, like a lot of stuff, like just about what he was like growing up. Um, you know their perspectives on him being away and just like things like just something like Matthew's stubborn. That was what they would say, and I'm like, no, he's not. Matthew's not stubborn at all. But then when they told me that, it just I started realizing that he was, and it kind of affected like. I don't know how I'd react to fights and stuff. And they talked about how, like, his art and how it was, like, really important to him when he was a kid. And, you know, when I started feeling like Matthew kind of needed something else in his life, I started really catching on, like, I should be encouraging him to do his art. And then, like, I don't know if you want to get into his dad dying, but that would that affected him in a... His father dying affected him and the whole family in a really significant way that might not be something that Matthew wants to bring up. But I got, like, two weeks of understanding... Know what his father was like, mm-hmm. how like how people see certain parts of his father in him, and like how that trauma would have affected him, and like what it's gonna be like over. You know what I mean? Like just all these things, and it was like. You know, also got some perspective, and you you also visited recently in the past month. You know, past. Yeah, about a month ago. Month and a half or so, mm-hmm. end of August. And we spent like a whole week in Tobago, which is. They they do tourism. That's their main. That's their main thing. Um. So we spent a whole week in the house with my my entire family just oh. in one house. So it's amazing. Like you want to get to know family. That's what, like, <laughs> that's how you get to know family sort of thing. You spend a ton, ton of time with them. But. Man, they are like the best people in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. And it's like all my favorite parts of Matthew and a bunch of like Matthew looking people. <laughs> like one thing, for example, and I find this is like Canadians. We have like this very specific concept of time. And now everyone's day is determined by what time things are happening, when they're happening, how long it should take, who, who should be on time, blah, 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 blah. And I get very caught up in that. Like, be, like I'm you, not, you got used to island time? Oh, it's a whole thing. <laughs> like, you could be four hours late to something, and it's just like, we'll just stay the four hours longer. Like, it's just this whole thing that I just didn't understand. That's one thing I wish <laughs> was here. Like, I, like, I miss island time, and I miss the importance of just, like, it's okay to be late. It's fine. 
it's not okay to be late. Apparently, up here, people lose their minds. They do. It, like, signals all these things about your personality. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I just didn't want to come on time. Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, this is another thing I want to talk about if you leave out. But Matthew's mom's, like, semi-retired. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's, like, she works for her daughter, and she does, she does all the stuff. Like, she's an office administrator. She gets her stuff done, but sometimes she's, like, a little bit late. You know what I mean? Which is a very... She gets her stuff done, and she knows it. Mm-hmm. And... There's, like, someone that worked with her sister. She was, like, she's from the States, and she's just, like, she has to be on time. Like, that's, she has to come when work starts. And her mom's just, like, no, no, I don't. Who does she think she is coming in with her American values telling me that I have to be on time every day? I know my stuff. I'm going to get it done. Like, so why does it matter? And at first I thought that was ridiculous. But now in retrospect, I'm, like, man, she's, like, she's going to be retiring soon. Like, stop giving her a hard time. This is it. This is it. You talk about mom, and you talk about TNT. So how? So what's the scariest part of? What What was the scariest thing that you folks had to deal with being like you know a multicultural relationship? When you say scary, what do you mean? I mean, what made you be like my heart just fell? Um. I mean, we've had ups and downs, but one of our, I think, if in terms of this, I think one of the most dramatic moments with our relationship was when I had to face my permanent residency stuff. I had a particularly dramatic experience with my permanent residency. Before it even got really bad, he was like freaking out all the time and just didn't, which was a very common thing for people who are trying to become permanent residents. They're always mm-hmm. fearing for their basic definition of home and I just like hey Matthew it's fine everything's gonna be fine like I don't get why you're worried all the time and he was like anxiety ridden for anxiety through the roof it felt like years man but anyways tell this crazy story yeah so and it's definitely part of this is on me so I can hindsight is 50 50 2020. <laughs> 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 it's 50 50. Yeah. Um, you see, that was a cultural integration that I've accepted. Um, when I was doing my permanent residency, I had to extend my work permit because my work permit was expiring uh, during the processing time for the actual residency. So it was two separate applications that I had to do, one for the permanent residency, which went through fine, and I was kind of being processed at the, t- at the time, and a second one for my work permit. Little did, not, little, little did I know, I made a mistake with my work permit application. I had checked in my own box or something, and they sent me a scary letter, which I did not process correctly and interpreted incorrectly, so I just figured I had to pay more money for a, a different thing and it was the wrong thing and I got a letter coming up it was right around Christmas time too which was Aww. like even the most dramatic thing oh my god this is awful telling me that my work permit's been re- uh, rejected and that I need to leave the country in what was it 14 days like or ASAP yeah, they're like you have ASAP. no status get the heck out of here yeah. man like it was crazy um yeah, and then that became a whole thing, and Jenny had to, Jenny 
picked up her spare and her shield and started to go to war for me to try and find like <laughs> ways to get me to stay in the country. She literally went like, and like by the end of it, we had uh, the MP on the phone. We had uh, David Kuhn. David Kuhn. We had. We had a lawyer, had a free lawyer. A lawyer doing a pro bono for us, like an immigration lawyer. A wonderful lady, by the way, named Jan Janet Thompson Price. Janet Thompson Price, highly recommend. Check yeah. her out if you need any <laughs> residency stuff. We invited Plug. her to our wedding, and she was awesome. And it was because I was connected in the economic development community, who mm -hmm. were all like connected to politics, and they heard that Matthew was educated in New Brunswick. He had a job. It was relevant to his, you know, education. He had a huge support network, and he was getting essentially kicked the heck out. And mm -hmm. everyone was outraged because they just aren't used to hearing stories like this. Yeah. Checking one wrong box. Checking one wrong box. And it's very common, to be honest with you. Like, I, like, so many people have so many issues with immigration. And, like, the sad thing about it is, like, this story happens, like, so much mm -hmm. that um, the people just don't know. They don't know. They don't know. They think it's easy to emigrate to Canada, and it is not. It is super freaking hard. Oh, yeah. It was so serious, Dave. We were, like, doing the paperwork at my office and celebrating that everything was fine. Yeah, and we then thought we had won. We thought we won. <laughs> Matthew's roommate goes, hey, buddy, uh, there's these two guys in bulletproof vests at the apartment, and they say you need to leave. And we're like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. And we had to, God, ugh. Talk about traumatic. So I got the number from my roommate, had to call them. They came, they were like, nope, we're gonna come to you. Oh, and they come to the office where we were and we get a little board office to decide and sit us down and like, yeah, you like, buddy, we don't care what your story is. You need to leave. I'm like, no, we have a lawyer. Like we have all these documents. And I have like, like a folder of paper. You don't care. They didn't care. We don't care. Nope. And I had to follow them to the office and which was I learned where the office is in Fredericton, so that's useful but that Im scary immigration castle yeah and I had to and then I was on like a flight like, like two days after that I had to report on my flight down I had to go into the, the innards of the Pearson airport and report to them that I was actually leaving the country and and I had to go down to turn around it was meant to take like a month or so for this application to go through and it was a very turbulent three months waiting for it. It, it was meant to be one month and it took three months and I didn't know if it was going to come or if it was go, but um, it all worked out, to be honest, very well. Yeah, like, it was the, actually awesome. After the fact, because, I mean, you look back on it and it's like, well, that worked out. I couldn't have planned that mm -hmm. like, better. You got like a three months off work in the middle of the winter. Yeah, I missed January, February, March of winter. Oh, lucky so, bastard. Yeah. <laughs> He got to hang out with his twin nieces during like when they were young girls, so they will always know who he is. My job kept my position for me, so I, I was able to return to Canada and come right back into a job. Um, they support that my job is also AGS Atlantic Growth Solutions. They supported me very well throughout the entire process too. There we go. Um, all these plugs. There we go. I love it. It's plug, plug, plug. Yeah. Sure. This is how you get sponsorships. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I missed the winter, came back to a job. I got my permanent resident. I, I got my work permit. I came back up two months later and I got my permanent residency. The rest is history. Mm -hmm. um, I got to, I didn't have to work for three months, got to spend time with the family, got to know my nieces better, got to spend time with friends that I hadn't seen forever. And it doubles till I couldn't eat doubles anymore. <laughs> so how did the, the relationship 
well, obviously the relationship succeeded through that traumatic time. Um, but what what kept you folks together? Um, <clears throat> well, when I heard that this was happening, like I just went into the highest gear I ever possibly could. Like, well, actually, kind of, so the way this this happened is like we've been together for nine years, but we broke up like a little bit in the middle. And then it was just kind of like, a f- honestly, a few months before this happened that we had like officially started kind of getting back together and like getting really serious. So this crazy immigration, yeah. So this happened, he got that letter and I was just like, okay, man, like here's what we're going to do. So like every minute of every day was dedicated to him, like keeping him here and keeping his stress down and like, and like, I don't know how he interpreted that, but I interpreted it as me being like crazy in love. Like, interpreted the same. <laughs> yeah, like this person is literally the most important person to me in the entire world and they need to be here and if they're not, I'm going to lose my mind. Mm-hmm. So, and then, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes when you're in a relationship and you live with someone, you know, sometimes you want your space. But when he was gone, like, it was really hard. Like, I fancy myself a pretty independent gal. Mm-hmm. No, it was the worst. I pretty much just ate takeout and did my job and just like, I was in just like power like what's it called like kept the, just kept the lights on for three months and like I talk a lot but during that period when people were like like how are you doing like how's Matthew I was just I didn't want to talk about it because I just almost didn't want to acknowledge it it was happening so it was sucky but going through it I think really really brought us together and made us realize how much we love each other mm-hmm. yeah Aww. yeah it was honestly I couldn't even to think at that point in time, to think otherwise, to think that I wasn't going to return was not even a thought because I couldn't, the reality of it was just so, like, like that's just not going to happen. So many people, how many people were like, why don't you just get married? Like, that's not how it works. Yeah. Like, why don't you just get married and fix all your immigration problems? Not how it works. Canada's, like, very strict with that. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, that's like a whole nother tangent about Canada and immigration. But um, yeah, no, it's not that easy. No, it's not. And then, you know, citizenship's the next step, but that's not as big of a rush. Yeah. That's like, oh, I get the passport and you get to vote. It's not like your entire livelihood, mm-hmm. how permanent residency is. It's like different. So for you, how has this now changed your perspective of like newcomers who come to the province and the country? Oh, my gosh. It's just, like, completely different. Like, people, I was watching a whole, I watched a whole show about this the other day, so I'm going to try to let that affect my answer. But, like, if we didn't have immigrants, we'd be a completely different country. And I'm not just talking about, oh, we've had immigrants here for generations. It's not just the generations. Like, literally the people that are here that have immigrated in the last five to ten years are, like, just incredibly important. Because they bring in, like, whole new perspectives mm-hmm. they bring in their families they completely enrich your community like it's just so different like like i grew up in Quispam, which is like it's not a university town um it's like a very residential new brunswick place so there's not like a ton of cultural diversity but when i was moved to fredericton and like went to school like you know 90 percent of my friends were from like trinidad and from not from here mm-hmm. and it just is like a totally different thing like i remember matthew being like when I went and visited, he's like, okay, you're going to experience culture shock. And I'm like, no, Matthew, I watch movies, okay? <laughs> I know what other countries look like. 
I honestly like couldn't I couldn't even process the like, the extent of the differences between us that I didn't get until I left like mm-hmm. until, until I actually went to see it so I just can't imagine a Canada where people didn't get to like mm-hmm. and like get to meet people from other cultures like it, we would just be a completely different place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we wouldn't be as people I there, guess there we go there mm-hmm. we go so I have a quick question for you Matthew because we've also chatted about this for a bit, but if you hear the sound of your voice, you you sound like you're from uh, the region of the Caribbean. But if you see a picture of yourself, people will be like, no, you're from Hampton. Yeah, I'm the undercover trini. <laughs> Hampton. 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 No, that, I, I, I always say it like that, but like that's how that's how it sounds. Hampton. Hamp- yeah, see it, you're right there. You say it. Hampton. No, say it in a normal way. Hampton. Oh, right? <laughs> it makes you me clutching my chest. Oh my gosh. But <laughs> I can't. So so tell me, because like this is something that I always have with like my friends who are from Bermuda where uh, they go away to school and they identify so much with um stuff from the from the island but they're put into this box of no you're you're canadian because like you look canadian um so how has that affected you being here or has it not affected you um that's a good question too i don't know um that's hard to say because i find like it has affected me like i've I've felt it at points, but it's not to say it's been any sort of detrimental way to my life or anything. So it's just been sort of, I don't know, maybe a little bit of frustrations every Mm -hmm. now and again, Mm -hmm. Uh, just maybe a lack of sometimes understanding, but I mean, it's, it's, it's very hard to kind of pinpoint and specify. It's, it's a very subtle thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and as I say, it's not been any sort of like, I, I can't like complain about it because it's not like it's some sort of oppressing factor in my life or anything. So, but, um, I do know like some, like I started last year, um, and it was when you were feeling really homesick, especially when you feel homesick, you literally have said out loud to me, people forget that I'm not from here. But, like there's a whole other Matthew underneath here that no one even bothers to try to get to know. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, I think. There's sort of, I, I, yeah, that's, that's really kind of how it is. I think people just, they, they forget really that, that, that I am not from here. I think they just sort of, and then, and I think with that, there's sometimes a, maybe an imposing, maybe certain stereotypes or kind of typical traits of a person from up here that, they would sort of assume and just sort of tag me because I'm, I tend to be quite quiet. So I'm a very shy person and maybe I don't talk up and explain myself often enough, but I prefer people to ask me questions. There you go. Yeah. So I always want to just go talk about myself. <laughs> yeah. So you put them on a podcast. I know, Like I am very, I'm like clapping my hands for you being here right now like this is like I'm, I'm happy that you're here though yeah 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 
Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So, I've gotten to know you folks, and hopefully the people on the podcast gets to know you better. Um, what's something that you're looking forward to as a couple? Having kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, honestly, I would say I'm looking forward to quite a bit of uh, your typical stuff that comes with a marriage and relationship. Um, we're looking at houses right now, thinking about like an income property, which I'm yes. looking for. Yeah, have some sort of... <laughs> we could go into a whole talk about money, oh my God. Yeah. You know but my motto, all about dynasty building here, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are about dynasty building. We were looking at a house and it was like my dream downtown house. And Matthew goes, yeah, we can afford that house, but that's it. Like, I don't want to just be living. To, I don't want to just be paying to live. I want to be building wealth. And I'm like, yeah, very smart. Yeah. But a big thing about it, though, and I guess this is extremely relevant. When we're looking for houses, we want a big house in case people want to, you know, some family members want to hop in, you know, like. If Matthew's family maybe one day decided they wanted to come check out Canada, we could be like, come on in, guys. Come into the Edwards, Canadian Edwards is his home. You are all welcome. Come into my bosom. It's going to be an amazing cross-cultural adventure together. And that, like, if Matthew was not, if he was from Hampton, we wouldn't be bothering with that, probably, I think. Yeah. But, okay, but back to the kids thing, like, (laughs) I'm sorry to interrupt with my finger, but... Like, what's so cool is they can go spend, you know... The summer with the grandparents. Yeah, they're going to just get to know... They're going to get to know Matthew's culture more than I even do. They're going to be the savviest, cutest, little, sensitive, tolerant, non-ignorant little guys walking around. They're just going to get to experience Canada, get to experience Trinidad, and... Hopefully, cross fingers. Hopefully, Trinidad gets better. Oh. You know, I... The... My, my hope... Uh, for my life i say my 30s are going to be about the caribbean i feel like a lot of good talent has left and i feel like we should we should start dropping crumbs not fully moving back because i I don't think i could fully live in the caribbean but like i'm starting to like drop crumbs back and just being like thanks for helping me get here but really i help you i would love to as well and I, there's like an idealist part of me that, that thinks like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. But I sometimes go home and I'm like, I wouldn't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I find, I, I don't personally want to know what Bermuda is like, but I know Trinidad. There's a lot of challenges that would come with that. Like in terms of if you want to buy property, it's expensive to buy property. And you're not there to manage a property. So there's a lot of theft and there's a lot of crime. So you have that to worry about when you have, you know, far away and, all that, that I don't know. Those an example of factors. Mm-hmm. No, no, I I resonate real hard. It's like I, and I and this is why I want to have you folks here is because like I, like I'm starting to realize where I have like one foot like staying within New Brunswick and like one foot out, and I feel like if I had to circle my life, like I feel like I've ticked all my boxes, but the, the like the love component is mix missing. I feel so where I'm like okay so where can i find that so like now i'm on like this this journey of like do i do i move do i move somewhere do i stay here or mm-hmm. like and all this like confusion in the head so I, I i resonate i resonate with you what do you think like well this is a big question mm-hmm. 
like in your journey for love like what's the kind of big thing that you're missing like is it a is it a cultural thing like do you think that I, I, I feel like it's definitely the culture thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, my concept is, like, I have invested everything in life for love. So love for me is just, like, that's my goal that I'm trying to strive for. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I literally left the island because I was just like, well, I want to fall in love and I can't fall in love here, so I got to go. Like, you want a partner. Like, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. We talked about this earlier on, and I would really like to circle back because mm-hmm. people underestimate, like yeah, like you said, like how important finding a partner is to immigrant in- retention. Yeah, and and the going back to like the the Tinder, <laughs> the Tinder's the the saving grace to keeping young people in the province, and like I, I thought about it, it's just like I really don't, like I have friends here, yeah, mm-hmm. but I really don't have any roots. Yeah, I don't like I I could I, if I wanted to tomorrow I could put in my notice. And it'd be like, I'm gone. Yeah. And that kind of scares me. Yeah, kind of scares me. Right. And that's why I like you folks, because it's got your maple leaf flag here. Mm. And I don't know what your flag looks like. It's red, white, and black. It's a, imagine it's fully red with a black stripe right through it with red out, with white outlines. Yes, it's popping in my head now. It kind of looks like a, like a maritime flag, yeah. Like a like a like a like a boat flag. Yeah, it does look like a boat flag. Yeah, it kind of has like a diver flag kind of mm-hmm. feel to it, mm-hmm. it's a white cross sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. We have our flags hanging up in our in his office on the wall. There you go. Just so we don't forget. Mm-hmm. But like on the subject of yeah, you moved here in September, and we met in November, like eight weeks later. So this was first year? Oh, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. I I went to Mount A for a whole year. Yes. So my first year at UMB, and yeah, he met me within like less than two months of moving to Canada. Efficient. (laughs) Yeah, literally two months. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it turned out that we had met each other before we thought. I fed him a hot dog at some community barbecue thing. Mm -hmm. But... And there's like a picture of like him with me in the background and he's eating a hot dog and I'm like, oh my God, we did meet. Look at that. Yeah. But I obviously didn't remember. So who knows? You might have met that person already and just not realized. You know, probably, probably. It's so many, when you think about that, it's so many little factors that get in the way of you meeting the love of your life. Mm -hmm. That sometimes you think that you're the problem, that's something you're doing wrong. It's not. It just hasn't happened for you yet. Okay. So what advice do you have for me, you, you two veterans of love? Ugh. What do you think, babe? I got all I sorts know. of advice. <laughs> I've always liked the Anthony Hopkins line from uh, Meet Joe Black. It's uh, keep your heart open. Who knows? Lightning might strike. Okay. Okay. It's cheesy, but easy. I love cheesy, so I like that one. What's What's your advice, Mrs.? Well, many things. But the thing is, here's the problem. I'm going to say a bunch of stuff, and some of it will be relevant for you, and you could have already tried it. But I'm just going to say my general relationship advice. Okay. Um, I think people might be too picky. 
And I don't think that they're too picky about the person that they decide to spend their life with. I think they're too picky um, about the people that they give a third date to. And the more you date, the more specific your criteria get and the pickier you get. So like very, very frequently I'll be talking to single friends of mine and I'll say, I think you should give them another chance. I think that you should give them another chance. Yeah, well, he just pointed right at himself, very true. I think you should give them another chance because yeah, you might have found something about them on the first or second date that you didn't like, but on the third date, you might find out a bunch of other stuff that makes that shit not matter. Mm-hmm. So you really do need to get a full picture, a full pic- a fuller picture of someone before you decide whether they're the person for you for the rest of your life. Because Matthew and I, like, neither of us are perfect. We fight all the time. Like, there's huge, like, you know, huge things that, like, we had to get over, like, differences in religion and different in, in cultural backgrounds and all sorts of stuff. And we just kind of, like, yeah, I'm going to get off on a tangent. But I think that, like, unless you're completely disgusted by the person, I think people need to give three dates. Because okay. you're going to run through all the Tinder matches in your maritime city real fast. Okay, so to that individual who... Uh Ask me about the Tinder thing. Go on a third, a fourth date? Third. Third date. Okay. So what's your what's your closing remarks, folks? What do you want to leave us with? Mm. Molly snoring. <laughs> Molly snoring. Um Ah no, just thanks for having us on your show. It's just been I never expected to be on a podcast. For anything so it's nice to be on a podcast for this I don't know like to have it is a successful thing and love is work too because you have to keep working at it God, it is work sometimes you just have to decide to keep loving mm-hmm. like um, I read this book called The Five Love Languages definitely my biggest drop of the night pretty much all those like crazy love hormones they just stop pumping after like a year or two and then after that your brain, you as an individual, very evolved human, have to decide whether or not that person's good for you and whether you're ready to put in the work. And if you can get past, like, that decision, you're good to go for a long time. But then, you know, obviously you have to keep listening and communicating, and when your husband says things like, I feel like people don't understand my culture, it makes you realize, oh, maybe I should try to understand his culture. So, yeah, just... And I really liked that you you folks went to Trinidad this summer. It was super important. It was critical. Sometimes I feel like it saved like it saved our lives. Like it was a very 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 important visit. For so many reasons, it was a vacation. It gave us time together. It gave helped me get to know him more. It helped him get perspective on his life. Like it was. Like, people who are in cross cultural relationships, you have to you have to visit each other's homes. Like mm-hmm. you do because person telling you about their childhood is fine but until you actually see it and meet the people that they grew up with you're not going to get a full picture of who that human really is yeah that's critical that's my favorite sound bite okay that's uh-huh. good <laughs> so you agree yeah jenny jenny just killed it <laughs> Oh, God I'm sorry babe this is your whole thing and I just said so much stuff it's our thing it is our thing no, it is. You, you two complement each other very well. Yeah. I like to, like, my little hobby is, like, I like to observe relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's very uh, entertaining and fun to watch you folks in action. 
Do you think that we're in it for the long haul? Oh, definitely. Oh, good. Definitely. I can't wait till you have like little kids so I can spoil. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Please stay forever. Ugh. Stay where? Stay next to us. Oh, no, honey. I'm leaving Fredericton. <laughs> I, I'm a nomad. I, I'm really entering in the, in the phase of being a nomad. I really, I, I can't like just, I have, I need to be able to see this beautiful province that we live in. Don't, don't let me clip your wings, but just let me be sad. Okay, you can do a sad face. Womp womp. Well, buy your house so I have a place to stay in Fredericton because rent is very pricey. Sure. So, folks, thank you for listening to uh, Matthew and Jenny. Uh, hopefully, they'll be back to talk about some more stuff. We do we do have like a lot of deep chats about 